I hear Steve Kerr in my head going, I'll ride with Loon. I'll, I'll never forget that that sound clip from the whole Jordan Poole, Draymond preseason experience. I'm riding with Loon. Um, experience, that, that puts it very, very lightly, I mean, very gently. Uh, it was an unrequited punch in the face. Right, but the experience meaning like us going through uh, the everything journey, for, yeah, for the yeah. three weeks after as we... Uh, as we pulled it all apart. And the experience, by the way, hasn't ended. We're still going through it. To a degree. To a degree. Yeah. Um, that's true uh, for Brock Purdy as well, isn't it? Let's uh, let's get Mike Silver in here on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Hello, Mike Silver, San Francisco Chronicle, and many things beyond as we get ready for the NFC title game. How are you? I'm golden, man. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. here we go, man. Here we go. So um, every week, it seems like we come up with something that Brock Purdy hasn't done until he's <laughs> done all of the things, right? And, and so now it's playoffs on the road in one of the most hostile environments. Does that, it, does that wash for you, or are we done with, with Brock Purdy tests? Well, it depends how you look at it. Are we done? I mean, you're never done, right? Steve Young won passing titles, won an MVP, uh, and still wasn't good enough because he didn't win a ring, uh, and he followed the greatest of all time. So uh, it's all relative, right? But to me, he has passed all the tests, and... If he fails in Philadelphia against a great Eagles team, I don't think it's going to be, oh, he can handle the pressure. Like, he might not be able to handle the literal pressure of their pass rush. Those guys have 70 sacks, and they come in waves. And, um, you know, I would say this. I was a little concerned before the Cowboy game in that he has played around a lot in the pocket and extending plays, spin moves. We saw the high step on the scramble. Uh, he and I kind of had a conversation, Brock and I, about uh, the 17-yard sack he took from Isaiah Simmons when he tried to turn the corner in the last regular season game and talked to Kyle about it. And, you know, it's, it's an adjustment. You're trying to figure out the speed of the NFL and what you could get away with. And I knew Dallas was coming with those stunts inside and Michael Parsons and DeMarcus Lawrence and Dan Quinn's style of coaching. And so I, I thought that could be an issue. It seemed to swallow him up a few times in the first half. He adjusted nothing calamitous happened and obviously the team was good enough to prevail in a tight game. I think the Eagles are better than Dallas. I think that pass rush, I know that pass rush productivity wise is the best in the league. You got four guys with 11 sacks or more. Um, you know, they're a really good team. I think the 49ers are going to have to score more against them. And so it just puts all those things at a premium. Getting rid of the ball, uh, other people on the offense finding ways to make plays, uh, you know, the defense locking it down as much as they can against a very dynamic quarterback. Um, so it's not going to be easy at all. On the other hand, are the, the 49ers as currently constituted with Brock Purdy eight games in good enough to win this game and win the Super Bowl? 
Hofstra bleeping lootly, and they will be coached up in this one. And, you know, Nick Sirianni has done a great job. He's yelling at refs. He's calling out radio guys. He's mugging for the cameras. But uh, if you ask me who is going to come in with a more gangster game plan uh, in this one, I'm riding with the team from the West Coast. And that team in the left coast has maybe some small injury questions. Did you get any sense yesterday at practice about McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and their ability to be near 100%? I think it's going to be okay. I mean, let's think about the 49ers and injuries and what they've had to deal with in big games past. And even in the middle of this season when it just seemed like they'd never be healthy and people just kept dropping really important people. Uh, they're healthy, man. You know, uh, Trent, Trent Williams was playing on one leg at this time last year. You know, Debo had gotten banged up. Uh, they didn't have McCaffrey. I, I just think, you know, other than the fact that they're on their third quarterback and by the grace of the football gods, he's pretty darn good. Uh, they are as healthy as I could imagine them being, and that goes all the way back to preseason. So yeah, he, Christian McCaffrey has a calf thing, Mitchell's fighting through his thing, I think his knee is flaring a little bit too, but at, given what time of year it is and what's going on, uh, unless something bad happens in practice the next few days, they, uh, they, they're not going to be able to use health as an excuse in this one. Mike Silver with us, Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. I wonder, Mike, how, how you see this. If you're the Eagles, what are you watching on tape this week uh, that, that you feel is the weakness? Everyone's looking for the weakness with this 49er offense, and even though they won last week, just just 19 points, and, and, and the Cowboys were strong in spots in sort of limiting what the 49ers do offensively. Do you think the Eagles might might have found something in that Cowboys game, or was that just that game? No, I think all the games are going to be like this from now on. And again, they may have to score more because the Eagles' offense is, is that good. But um, I think all the games are going to be are going to resemble the three playoff games the 49ers played last year and the one they played last Sunday. Tense, turnovers are pivotal, you know, big plays are massive, uh, you know, little things probably decided, and a lot of it may come down to will. And all of those things, by the way, factor in, you know, the 49ers' favor based on the way they prepare and play all year, but this is the best team in the NFC other than the 49ers, and they have a lot of capabilities. So to me, it's, it's hard to just say, oh, well, the Eagles are going to do this, or Dallas showed that. I mean, it's going to be like Dallas, but better. Um, even better pass rush, better in the secondary, um, more dudes on offense, and A.J. Brown, by the way, is a little banged up, so... I think on the, the injury side, it might actually favor the 49ers going in, but he'll try to play through too. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't see this as one of those like nerdy, here's what's going to happen breakdown type games. I see it as two teams just beating each other, uh, physically imposing their will, and looking for little ways to tip the scales. It's a Debo Samuel kind of vibe, you know, just running through people. George Kittle doing what he does best, and obviously that defense. 
but none of it is going to be easy for either side. Yeah, no doubt. And we know that the Eagles' defensive line is probably their best foot forward, but in terms of the Niners' edge, where would you put the 49ers' edge in terms of what they can do to Philadelphia that gives them the best chance to win? Coaching, uh, first of all, which is not insignificant. Um, I think um, experience in these types of games, uh, again, dating back to last year's three postseason games, and really more than that, because they had to win some down the stretch of last year's regular season. Uh, that Rams game in particular at the end of the regular season was essentially an elimination game for the 49ers. Not essentially, it literally was an elimination game for the 49ers, and a bunch before that were essentially. And let's, you know, let's remember how clutch this Niner team can be. Um, you know, you're you're down 17 nothing against the Rams. And if you don't win, you're out. In the regular season finale last year, you come back. Uh, you now are down seven, and you have the ball, and this is it. you got to score. Kind of like Dak Prescott had to score uh, last Sunday. It's tough. Jimmy Garoppolo takes you all the way down the field. You score. You force overtime. You hold them. You go down. You score. Uh, congratulations. You're in the playoffs, and you're going on the road. So, you know, this is a different team, but they have a lot of dudes who can do this type of thing. They've seen the abyss twice. They were three and five last year. They were three and four this year. Um, and they've been able to fight through a lot of adversity. Um, you know, again, nothing, none of that means anything if the Eagles are just a bit better or calls go there. But, there we go. Um, you know, yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be a. I, I think they're in position to have that edge psychologically, coaching wise, preparation wise. Not that it necessarily translates, but that's a big deal. Mike, uh, I, we know that every NFL team, when you get to this point, like you, you cherish the opportunity because you don't know when you're going to get it again. Uh, the other side to that, though, like I wonder how would you put into words where the 49ers sit if if this is again not the year you know in terms of age of key players and contracts and all of that um let's say let's say the 49ers do score fewer points this weekend it 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 leaves the whole picture where you know look i would have said a couple months ago it's kind of a moment of reckoning if they lose because jimmy's going to be gone and they do have some decisions to make. You know, both of these to be signed. They would presumably have had to get at least an option 1B along with Trey Lance for next year, and that would have cost cap dollars. And, you know, guys get older, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that now. You know you have your starting quarterback in Brock Purdy who's going to be making $900,000 next year who is not even eligible for an extension until after the 2024 season. And so you know you can pay Nick Bosa, afford to keep the guys that you want to keep, uh, maybe go out and, and fortify things like he did in signing Charvarius Ward this last year. And I think Brock Purdy's passed enough tests 
and more important, Kyle thinks that, that this team can come right back, be loaded, and daunting next year. So uh, on one level, you always want to seize these opportunities. We saw that with the 2019 Niners, who looked so close to winning a Super Bowl, and then 2020 was a fiasco, and, you know, nothing is for certain. But I don't think the window's necessarily closing now. I think they're loaded, and they're going to enjoy the benefits of that Brock Purdy rookie deal. And by the way, you can keep Trey Lance another year on his rookie deal and try to develop him and see where that goes too. Uh, they're in a really, really good spot. That said, uh, you know, no Niner fan is going to care if they go back and listen to this clip after the game. If it doesn't go well, they're going to be understandably devastated. Uh, Mike, great stuff. Enjoy Philly. Tell those people to stop hating themselves so much. <laughs> they do love football. They do love the Eagles. I was all, all over that run they had five years ago. I did not get up on a lamppost and uh, do anything like that, but uh, I did hang out at the victory party with Jeffrey Lurie, their great owner, and I saw that city uh, you know, go nuts. So they're going to be into it. Uh, you know, Niners, The Niners are not going to be shying away from any of it. Uh, may the best team win. Uh, Mike, enjoy it, man. Thank you as always. Thank you, guys. All right, there it is. Mike Silver, San Francisco Chronicle, Bally Sports Beyond, uh, joining us every single week right here on Willard and Dibs. And again, the road to Glendale is brought to you by the SF Sheriff's Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com to apply today. You know, he brought up something that is really, it, it's it's for another day. I, I know that people were all very, very excited about the game we've been wanting to see all year uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, but it is it is sometimes fun to daydream about the advantage the 49ers will have in a financial stand uh, standpoint yeah. over the rest of the league for the next couple of years. Two years for sure. This is a significant thing. It's no doubt. And you look at what Seattle did, and they weren't the first ones to realize it or the first ones to do it, but they were the first ones to do it in that fashion and do it well. And now you're the Niners, and you have two rookie quarterbacks on rookie deals. And if you happen to have Brock Purdy as your guy and something happens, you've got Trey Lance. And if you choose that... Trey Lance is actually the starter next year. You got Brock Purdy. You got two quarterbacks on rookie deals. And so when you look at the salary cap, and I know there are things that you can do from a gymnastics standpoint to massage the cap. When you have two quarterbacks on rookie deals, that goes a long way toward giving you that flexibility to do the things that you want to do to keep your roster together. We didn't ask Mike much about Jalen Hurts. We'll save that for uh, for maybe the next conversation, which okay. is coming up here in about 15 minutes. Joy Taylor of FS1 is going to join us. Um, and uh, she even mentioned yesterday, she goes, I think Niners fans think that I hate them, which is because of these comments that she made on, on her show on FS1. The gap is massive. There's a huge gap. Big. Large. We need to seal up all the adjectives to explain <laughs> the space. Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate for most of the season. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know Brock Purdy's name until Jimmy G went down. I did. And that's no disrespect to Brock Purdy because you weren't supposed to because he was a seventh round rookie and he was the third string quarterback. True, true, true. Now, he's made a name for himself now Absolutely. and it's not Mr. Irrelevant. But it ain't Jalen Hurts either. Hmm? There's a difference, and it's massive, and it's Jalen Hurts is better 
more experience, plays at a higher level, has more skills, whatever whatever measurements you want to get to, maybe we'll stop at leadership, and I would still probably give Jalen the nod there as well. Okay. I don't think there's really anything there that stands out as untrue. There's really only one word, and it was used twice, that I sort of have issue with, and it's the word massive. Massive, that's, yes. That's, that's my issue with this, is because what we're saying about Jalen Hurts, it's true today. But it hasn't been true that long, so you can't come, in my opinion, you can't come with, well, Brock Purdy just got here. He did. But Jalen Hurts been here for years. Three years. But the first two weren't good. Go look at his numbers. Last year, he was a playoff quarterback. was fine and lost. He was fine. You would not. Jalen Hurts did not come into the year as an MVP candidate. No, he had a good, he had an okay year he last was year. Okay, this he, year he's yeah, been unbelievable. He was fine, and this year he's been unbelievable. And she's and absolutely Brock Purdy right. did just get here in terms of you know the national stage. You know the national stage hasn't been watching him in training camp beat out Nate Sudfeld. No, for example. this ain't no homer take. I'm not here to tell you Brock Purdy's got physical gifts that that rival Jalen Hurts. That is, uh, you don't need you don't need glasses to see that. I, I, I fully understand that. I guess my point is this. Let me talk to you for a second about Josh Allen. Did we or did we not jump the gun by going, well, there's Mahomes and Allen, and then there's everybody else. I, I think today people want to go, you know what, there's just Mahomes. And actually, if we want to put Allen next to Mahomes, you better stick Burrow in there too, because Burrow keeps beating both of them consistently and constantly and so Josh Allen does pop off the TV screen but what's he done what's he really done when it matters in the playoffs well he hasn't quite done it yet yeah great performance last year but you lost the game my point about Jalen Hurts is he's fantastic but we've only talked about him at this fantastic elite level since September or even October. Because his team's been better. Right. And this is where I always bristle at this conversation because we separate the quarterback from the team's performance. So now Josh Allen loses in the playoffs. So is he now less of a quarterback than he was a month earlier because he was in a spot where his defense wasn't good enough and his ground game isn't good enough. So now he, as an individual, he as a quarterback is not as good as he was a year earlier. And the same thing applies to Jalen Hurts. And it applies, by the way, even more so to Brock Purdy. To Brock Purdy. So Jalen yep. Hurts goes throughout the course of this year and he loses one game as a starter. One game. And so now Jalen Hurts is so much better than he was. And if you look at his numbers, they're very similar to last year. Interceptions are down. Rushing yardage is up. Wins are certainly up. But now he's a much better player because their team is better. And Brock Purdy, if he was a quarterback in the Houston area, the Houston Texans, he wouldn't be nearly seen the same way he is because of the team he's on. He wins all these games. If you look at just Brock Purdy and the way that Brock Purdy has played, he's been good. He's been fine. He hasn't made you think about Patrick Mahomes, but he's won games. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts hasn't either. And I'd say all those things, if Jalen Hurts was on the Houston Texans, we wouldn't be talking about Jalen Hurts. That's and exactly I, my point. Right, and I'd actually, I'd fire back, though, about his numbers last year and this year being similar. They're not. He's a 61% completion percentage. He's 66 and a half this year. His touchdown to interception ratio last year 16 TDs nine picks this year 22 to he's 6 better that's his, what i said right his quarter no you i mean he's way better
better this year. But His that, team is way better. That's part of it. Of course, that's always going to be a factor but in that's this. That's where I, I always push back on this conversation because now Josh Allen loses to Cincinnati, and now we don't want to put Allen in with Mahomes. No, he's and, very good, but, but we, we but, can't put him in with Mahomes. But, he hasn't achieved what exactly, Mahomes has. And we talk about achievement in terms of team achievement. And Patrick Mahomes is with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy in a great offensive package, and Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Yes, we know that. But Josh Allen now suddenly a week later is not the same quarterback because they lost a game at home in the snow. He doesn't have the same feeling resume, yeah, because it wasn't just he lost a game in the snow. He lost a home game where he only scored 10 points and was never in it. And, and, and where you were favored by almost a touchdown. Right. With like, a defense yeah. that was absolutely and, overrun and no ground game and, and no a wide receiver who straight right. quit on you. You're right. Your wide receiver quit on you before the final horn. Listen, I'm not out on Josh Allen. That's not what I'm saying at all. I guess my point is, is what we do here is we grab something that we see and then we grab a paintbrush and go, this is what is. Exactly. Well, hold on a second. Jalen Hurts is also still a very young player in this league who is getting better and has taken a while to get here and has the same number of playoff starts as Brock Purdy, who we met a week and a half ago. Same number. They both have two. Jalen's one and one. Brock's two and oh. Why couldn't I fire back and go, when I had seen the first eight games of Jalen Hurts, they didn't look anywhere near as good as Brock Purdy. You can fire back and say, and this would be fair, Brock Purdy's out of much team around him uh, for his first eight games than what Jalen had. My point is simply, we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves on Jalen Hurts. There's a long way to go. He's had a wonderful, wonderful year. You want to know something my, uh, my son says to me this morning, the youngest one. He's got a football sticker book that he got for Christmas. You know who's on the cover of it? Jonathan Taylor. And he asked me, literally, this cute thing says, why did Santa put Jonathan Taylor (laughs) on the front of this book? And Jonathan Taylor, not very good. I said, no, 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 Jonathan Taylor is very good. He just wasn't as, it didn't work out as good this year versus last year. It doesn't mean he's not good. And he goes, boy, he's turning on Jonathan Taylor. He said, well, Santa would know that because he's Santa. And I'm sitting here going, will you just get in the car Great and go point. to school, please? I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> like, you got me. It, you bear me. So, the correct answer is Santa had Jonathan Taylor on his fantasy football team, son. <laughs> Very good. That's the answer. So can we, instead of going, Jalen Hurts has now arrived, and he's elite, and he's unbeatable, and he's way better than this. Jalen Hurts has had an incredible year. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he's going to do next year. Because this is not something. Well, that's we don't even been know here. if there'll be a year next year. Well, right. Point. We don't know if we're going to be alive. Right, hey, Santa. Exactly. Right? Hey, Santa. I it, can we right? Can can Jalen Hurts do a little bit more before we decide he's this uh, massive, unbeatable force that's way better than someone who's never lost a football game? Joy Taylor coming up uh, in seven minutes, uh, and uh, you can you can direct this at Joy Taylor, friend of the program, yes. in terms of her comments. He is way more athletic. This this was a fun conversation, and I you can take whichever side you want on this. Kyle says to me this morning, Jalen Hurts has way more physical gifts than Brock Purdy. And I nod my head. I said, so does Trey Lance. So what makes good? What if you ask 32 good? GMs, you have your pick. 
You it, can right now. You get either quarterback for five years on a rookie deal. It's Jalen Hurts, thirty-two out of thirty-two. Of course, it is. Kyle Shanahan takes Jalen. It's Jalen Hurts, but is it massive? Joy yes. Taylor coming up, and, and and does that even matter? Like, are you telling me that the Eagles are going to score forty and the Niners are going to score ten? Because that's massive. I mean, we'll see. What are we saying? All right. Joy Taylor joins us next. Road to Glendale brought to you by the SF Sheriff's Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com to apply today. Willard and Dibs. Now back to Willard. Now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. See? Steph has moments where he spaces out sometimes. Forgot my name, threw a mouthpiece, whatever, same thing. You know, Steph is great. Yeah, give him a nice Steph. When Steph. It's all good. When Steph makes mistakes, he would want us to put him in check. So, Steph, on behalf of myself and all of us who are checking you after Mouthpiece Gate, mm-hmm. you're welcome for, <laughs> for being the gatekeeper for you, Stephen Curry. Speaking of checking people, let's go. Man, Joy Taylor just checked the entire San Francisco Bay Area, man. California yesterday, goes on FS1 and goes, man, I hate the Niners and their frauds. Isn't that what you said, Joy? <laughs> Hi, Mark. Hi, Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what it sounded like to me. That's the way I heard it, yeah. You know what's funny? I I feel like that's what every fan base hears every time I open my mouth, which is why I just I give up. I'm like, I'm just going to say what I think, and it, it, this, is, this is what it is. Because when I'm right, nobody comes back to follow up and apologize about how right I am. No, we, um, don't, we don't do that, Joy, in this business. And, uh, you know. No, that's okay. No, and if, okay. by the way, if Philadelphia wins 42 to 3, we are certainly not calling you <laughs> exactly. on Monday. After you described yeah. the gap between Hertz and Purdy as massive, and I believe you said it twice, which is what has hurt Niner fans the most, Joy. Okay, well, first of all, let me just say. I have many, many, many Niners fans in my life. Both of my uh, producers, a lot of my producers, actually, I can't even say both, a lot of my producers are Niners fans. Um, And I adore the Bay and San Francisco, so don't cancel my card because I'm going to come back. But, um, yeah, I mean, objectively, you guys guys don't think that Brock Purdy is is a better football player than Jalen Hurts, right? I don't think anyone yeah, say yeah no. We'll the, ask the question to you, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I get it. here's here would be my my and I don't even want to call it a rebuttal because no no one's arguing the larger point, which is that yeah, Jalen Hurts is he's proven more. He's he's more physically gifted. He's more experienced. He's all of those things. Here's my question: Are we getting ahead of ourselves just with Jalen Hurts? Forget Brock for a second. Is Jalen Hurts one of the best quarterbacks in the league, or is he simply having a great year? Carson Wentz had an MVP year for the Philadelphia Eagles one time, and then was never heard from again. So I, I just think we're, we're we're a little early to the party to say Jalen is like a, a Mahomes or an Allen or a Burrow, and then just move on with that. I think there's more to, more to prove, right? Well, Jalen Hurts is an all-pro. He's 14-1 and one as a starter. He just smoked the Giants, and he's an MVP finalist. You know who else had a nice stretch with the Eagles that we never heard from again? Nick Foles. Yep. 
Kind of sounds like what Brock Purdy's doing. Would hate for that to be the outcome. Oh, now you're getting now, inflammatory. Now, 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 now <laughs> you're was, starting to get that, inflammatory. That was a much smaller sample. And go to Nick Foles' numbers during that run. By the way, it was about four games, and only in the final two playoff games were there good numbers. I mean, not now, now. Hold on, now. you got to give Brock. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Eight games. This is where we're getting crazy. Okay. Eight games, let Joy. Me, let me let me say. Let okay. me say first of all, right. I I am very impressed with Brock Purdy. I think he's doing an unbelievable job. I don't know that there's anyone else that could do what Brock Purdy's doing, and we didn't know who Brock Purdy was. Obviously, you guys. You know, in the Bay, followers of the Niners probably knew a little bit about Brock Purdy, but you weren't expecting to see him this year. <laughs> Not much, so for yeah. Him to come in, for him to come in as the third quarterback this year and do what he's doing is nothing short of remarkable. But if we're going to start making comparisons to Carson Wentz, you can't skip the Nick Foles comparison. Now, I think Brock Purdy is the future of the 49ers. I think they would be crazy to go back to Trey Lance, particularly if he wins this game on Sunday, which is entirely possible. And, you know, we can have the off-season conversation later, but I don't think that Brock Purdy is Nick Foles, but I also don't think that Jalen Hurts is Carson Wentz. First of all, Carson Wentz's career fell apart in, in part because he's not a good leader and not a good locker room guy, which, was, which we've seen because he's, been, he's now a journeyman quarterback. I never bought into the hype of Carson Wentz's MVP season to begin with. Um, I've, I've been on that for a long time. I think that we've seen more than enough of Jalen Hurts through his progression, through what he's done and what he did before he even came to the NFL, his development from last year to this year, what he's done consistently, the numbers that he's put up all season long. It's, it is a big gap between Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy as a, as a player, as a, uh, you know, experience and what he's accomplished this year. We can't project out Brock Purdy as if he would have never lost the game if he had played from the beginning of the season until now. But we can look at what Jalen Hurts has done all season long and the record that they have and the performances that he has. So when I say there's a massive gap between Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts, objectively there is. But that doesn't mean that Brock Purdy isn't capable of playing an amazing game on Sunday and beating the Eagles. But the question in that I answered, and this is why on, on, on our show, you know, the clips get sent out and a little of the nuance and the bigger element of the conversation gets lost. Also, all the nice things I say about Brock Purdy and the Niners right, get lost right. as well. But objectively speaking, we weren't talking about the teams. We weren't talking about Kyle Shanahan. We weren't talking about Nick Sirianni. We weren't talking about the Niners defense. We were just comparing the two players of Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. And there is a massive gap between Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts as players right now. Objectively, that's true. It's that's funny because... matter? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You use objectivity, but objectivity is subject to the subjectivity of the objects that the subject <laughs> is looking at. So it's hilarious that you keep driving home the point of objectivity because in a greater, more global sense, aren't both of these players subject to the systems within that they are playing and thus... Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts are only as good as the systems they're playing in, Joy. Well, no. We know Jalen Hurts is better because we got to see the Eagles without Jalen Hurts this year, and they looked terrible. So Jalen Hurts is definitely elevating the Eagles. Unfortunately, because of that injury, we got to see the Eagles without him and how it looks. Now, Brock Purdy has, has elevated 
some of the the offense, which not which is an offense that we know can work with pretty much anybody. So I think Brock Purdy deserves credit for that when he breaks down the numbers, what he's been able to do. But yes, you can't you can't separate them from where they are. That's true. So when I say objectively, I'm saying let's evaluate the numbers and the experience and all of that, all of that, all the facts that Jalen Hurts is an All Pro this year, pretty hard to do. MVP finalist, pretty hard to do. 14 and one as a starter, pretty hard to do. All of those things. That's why I say objectively. You're right. Like you can't separate them from their teams. And the reality is, Brock Purdy's not playing Jalen Hurts. Brock Purdy is playing the Philadelphia defense, and Jalen Hurts will be going up against the number one defense in the league, a generational side of the ball in San Francisco. So you know, all these conversations are fun to have, but. When we were talking about quarterback versus quarterback, we're not. That's how we're building the game, as we know. That's not really how it's actually played. Joy Taylor, FS1, right here with us, Willard and Dibs, 95-7 the game. All right, let, let's have you answer a different question then, and I wonder where that conversation will go. And it's just a very simple one. Like, Who, who do you think is winning this game? <laughs> Honestly, I, I haven't sat down to go over my pick yet because I truly do not know. I think that this is... I'm excited about the AFC Championship game. You know, because we get two great quarterbacks, two great teams. But this game, I don't know if I'm, like, hyping myself up, but it really feels like this is going to be one of those games we talk about for a very long time. It's just such a two very physical teams, two well-coached teams, two quarterbacks that are playing at the highest level. You have so many incredible generational players for San Francisco that can do unbelievable things. I mean, George Kittle was just unbelievable last week. And you can go down the line. I, I just, I think it's just going to be a very physical, mash mouth, old school football game. I'm hoping for like a high scoring shootout, but I don't know that that's what we're going to get. So I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. I truly don't know. I know that's a weak answer, but, <clears throat> and eventually I'm going to have to make a pick, but they're just, they're just two really, really evenly matched teams that have played amazing football, especially down the stretch. So I, I just think, like, as fans, obviously I'm not a, an Eagles fan or, or a Niners fan, but, right. you know, as fans of the game, I, I think it's going to be – I'm very, very excited for this game. I think, I think it's the game we deserve when you look, go back through the whole season and, and look at some of the teams that had these kind of emergences throughout the season to get to the NFC Championship game and get – you know, one of the best defenses that we've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, an incredible story with, you know, the last pick in the draft of Brock Purdy coming in and playing at the level he's playing at. Jalen Hurts, who's, you know, constantly having to overcome the, the speculation about him in Philadelphia, you know, putting together another team that's making a run. It's just going to be a really, really fun game. So I, I don't have an answer for you yet. I obviously will make a pick eventually, but, and I know I don't have that much more, <laughs> that much more time to do it. But it's just, right. there's just so right. many arguments you can make for, for everyone that it's, it's really, really, really going to be a tough game to predict. Joey, what I'm hearing you say is that you're going to pick the Eagles, but you don't want to pick the Eagles on Bay Area Radio. And uh, <laughs> I, re I respect that at a certain level. So I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire because when you eventually pick the Eagles on your national show... I will be made right, and I won't be disappointed. I'll be more disappointed that you didn't make the pick here because I know that you think that the Eagles are going to win. But let me ask you this. What kind of a game is the kind of a game where the Niners can win? A low-scoring slugfest or a high-scoring shootout? 
I I think against this team, it is going to have to be a little more high scoring. Um, the the game against Dallas was was interesting because I think that if Zach Prescott had played a better game, we, we might not be speaking right now. I know that, that, that you guys probably don't agree with me, but uh, that defense taking the ball away from Dak Prescott or Dak giving it away, however you want to look at it, really swung that game. Um, so I, I think that Philadelphia is going to score more than Dallas will. Like they, they take care of the ball better, so they're not, they're not going to make those kind of mistakes. So I do think that the, the Niners offense is going to have to have a, a pretty solid performance, which I think that they will. Again, I, I don't know. Like I could see this being a very low-scoring game, but if it's low-scoring, I, I don't. I think it would. I would lean Philadelphia because they're just not. They're not going to turn the ball over. Whereas if it's a high-scoring game and you get you know McCaffrey going off and and we know Brock Purdy can can sling it when he needs to, and you have the ability to, to open the field up and have these these chunk plays, uh, a shootout could go either way. Uh, Joy, did you say the Niners need a pretty good performance or a pretty good performance? I, I couldn't tell, and I, I feel I feel I feel like I know you well enough to know you're the type that's rolling your eyes about the Purdy puns by now. No, I love it. You do? I love it. Honestly, if if he if you guys go on to win the Super Bowl, I am so here for all of the like he's going to have movie deals, totally book deals. And merch for life. I mean, what a story, right? He comes in, and, and, and then we gotta we gotta get rid of the Mr. Irrelevant title for everybody. I mean, if Mr. Irrelevant can come in and lead the Niners to a Super Bowl win, you can't call the last pick in the draft Mr. Irrelevant anymore. No, the name of the book is Relevant. That's going to be the name, and and now oh, so good, right? It's like, so good, yeah. so I mean, Mister Irrelevant now in the future is going to be an even bigger deal. Like right next year's draft, the last pick. I mean, they're going to have Brock Purdy probably do the interview of, of whoever this next one is. It's so, it, you know what, he seems like he's such a, such a, a great kid. Like, I love listening to his interviews and him, like him reacting to LeBron tweeting about him. Um, I love finding out that he was a Marino fan. It's really a great story. Regardless of what happens, I, I think it's awesome. And I think uh, we were talking about Kyle Shanahan yesterday and, you know, Coach of the Year which I think Brian Dable will end up winning, but the fact that Kyle Shanahan just continues to do what he does with every you know hang-up that keeps getting thrown in their way is, is really remarkable. I think it's all just a really great story. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Brock Purdy is a great guy, but uh, according to sources, Jalen Hurts is a massively better guy. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Ah. Yep, here we go. Here we go. No, we'll uh let's Joy, we we should we should do this again soon. We should. After we know the outcome of this game. Mhm. I'd be happy to come on and either brag or uh you know, take my punishment. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you haven't even made a pick yet. So, uh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you can't, she, can't she has the yet, Eagles winning 27 to 10. I Just know. read between the lines. That's all you need to know. <laughs> no way, definitely not. All right. Eagles by 17 is exactly. not your pick. Okay. Look at it, it's going to be a massive differential. Uh, Joy, uh, thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the game. Yep. All right. You yep. too. There yep. it goes. Joy Taylor, F, uh, FS1. It's just massive. She hit it twice. <laughs> and by the way, the 49ers will have the Mr. Irrelevant pick again if they win the Super Bowl. They've got 
Compensatory picks, Kyle and I, our Kyle, laid this out yesterday. They've got comp picks in the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds again this year so that they will have Mr. Irrelevant if they win the Super Bowl. would be last, Yes, right? if yeah. they win the Super Bowl. That's so, crazy. Yeah, they would have the, uh, the same pick again. It's so. possible that they have it. No matter what. Like, do the Eagles, Chiefs, and Bengals have comp picks in the seventh round? You got to Google it. I got to Google yeah. it. I don't know. So maybe they've already got the Mr. Irrelevant pick. And boy, everybody's going to come back to the TV for that uh, to find out who they grab next year if that happens again, right? Right. And I'm now take you another wanna, quarterback. Seriously. <laughs> and you want to be that player now, I guess, right? if Brock does what he's, well, he's done. usually you don't. You know what I mean? Like, I, if you talk to agents, you get to the seventh round, they're like, let, now we hope we don't get picked right. because it opens the door to 10 teams or 5 teams. And you can go wherever you want. And also contractually, or, right. if you get taken in the 7th round, it's 3 years before you can renegotiate. If you are an undrafted free agent, at the end of your first year, you can renegotiate a deal. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, interesting to listen to her expand on the point a little bit. I don't like there's a lot of this that's obvious. Nobody is going to come to the party with, uh, no, Brock Purdy's better than Jalen Hurts. Like, who would say that? And the, and the physical gifts and all of that. I, I just wonder about, it's a big word here on 95.7 The Game, I wonder about the <clears throat> nuance of this conversation. I'm a man of nuance. There's, yeah. a, there's a nuance to this because there's two pieces to it. A, as I've said, are we moving too quickly with the Jalen Hurts thing. Like, Joey even said, like, well, he's an all-pro. Well, who the hell isn't? I mean, who doesn't go to the Pro Bowl? Kirk Cousins goes to the Pro all Bowl. All-pro's different. I understand All-pro's that. a different level. But, but it's based on a season. I mean, if I give you all the players in sports who have had an epic season, who then didn't come back and look the same. Brady Anderson. <laughs> this is a long list. So all I'm looking for is is longevity, sustainability with Jalen Hurts, and those are questions still to be answered. And then I think the other, and maybe even more significant question, is we can talk about a massive gap in talent and experience and all of that, and I don't know if it matters. I don't know if it matters, because Jalen Hurts is not playing Brock Purdy this week, and they won't even be on the field at the same time. The, the, the Eagles are playing the 49ers, and it's the whole picture of the thing, and I think you can honestly make the case. I'm with you that 32 GMs would pick Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. But I do wonder, in terms of the way each player runs his specific offense, right. if we're not actually in a spot where each of these guys right now is, is the best guy for their team, for their specific offense. Right? Because the Eagles, you'll see this weekend, if you haven't watched a lot of Eagles games, Jalen Hurts does not look like the AFC QBs. It's not drop back, throw the ball all no, over the place. No. He is a true running quarterback. Like, they will plan six to eight runs per game at least, especially in the red zone. So they've got a completely different offense yeah. in the way they run it. They tailor it to him. Niners have done the same thing with Brock Purdy. Well, I think if you look at the Niners with Trey Lance versus the Niners with Brock Purdy, it's a completely different offense because Brock Purdy can do more of the things that Kyle Shanahan wants in terms of seeing the field, secondary, third reads, and all the rest of it. And you're right about Philadelphia. It's a ton of zone read in RPOs. Their run game is almost completely predicated on the mesh point and whether or not you know he's going to hand it off or keep it himself. A lot more quarterback runs and a lot more of the traditional 
pistol zone read action. And so it is much more Jalen Hurts centric. The Niner offense is, yeah, Brock Pur- Purdy, you're our quarterback, but you're more the trigger man. You're not looking for Brock Purdy to make plays by himself a lot of times. Yeah, not by himself, but but I, he is a playmaker. He does but buy not time. With his legs. And, you're not you looking know, for mean, him to run the ball the, the, eight times and run, and run for 65 yards. The George Kittle bobble catch was not even like that was a completely yeah, it improvised was yeah, exactly. route by by George that was just a commute it was a communication sensation yeah. dips is what it was yeah Kyle what do you what do you what do you got uh is Jalen Hurts so let's we're all in agreement that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback the Niners sure, have played sure sure is Jalen Hurts number two Ooh. Because um, I think he is, and I think it's not close. Um, it's a massive difference between <laughs> he and whoever's third. Large. Yeah, massive. Well, so let's see. Let me pull the schedule up. So. Justin Fields, Geno Smith. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, Russell Wilson, right? Matt Am I right? Stafford. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, Jared <laughs> Stidham. David Blau. Colt McCoy. They had McCoy and Blau. They they played, so they didn't face Kyler Murray either time. No, is that right? They played Herbert. Um, they played Tua, who came in undefeated and highest-rated QB but this year. Post-concussed Tua. Tua well, was not the Tua that he was in weeks one through six. Uh, but he, he was Tua coming, was broken. He was coming off of wins. Thirty-two he, teams are taking Jalen Hurts over Tua. Yeah, like I uh, again. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say the answers. They played Brady. Like I'm going to. I'm going to say the answers. Yes. Okay. But it's very circumstantial, and I would add again. I'm not sure how much. That matters, right? Because, uh, uh, like, would everybody draft Jalen Hurts over? I mean, you mentioned Tua. Would everybody draft Jalen Hurts over Herbert? No. The, by the way, let me tell you, the answer is no. Not everybody would draft Jalen Hurts over Justin Herbert. At the end of this season, it would be closer than it would have been at the start of this Agreed, season. But not everybody would draft Jalen. No, Hurts. I agree. With that. I would say two out of that. every three would take Herbert over Hurts. And and if I and if I said to you, uh, Spadone Raiders representative, uh, you can have Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady next year as your QB. What do you want? Jalen Hurts. Okay. I think that's the right answer. But, I mean, if you ask Spadoni, and I hate to take the follow-up question away from you, but if it was Jalen Hurts or Justin Herbert next year, who would you go with Spadoni? Ooh, Herbert, probably. Okay. And that's, yeah. and again, I think okay, that, so comes down to, three. that comes down to system, though, in terms of what you want to run. Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, he's good. He's very good. Like he's And he's even if he is only a flash in the pan, it doesn't matter because we're in the pan. Right now, like he's having a great year. I and don't he's know. flashing right. in the pan. I don't know. Like we <laughs> are in like the pan right now. <laughs> we literally. So if he's I only like that yeah. flash in the pan breakdown, we're here. He's a flash so, in the pan, but we are in, we're in the, the pan. pan. <laughs> he's going to be really hard to beat. I, like I, we are no, literally in the pan. <laughs> it's hot in here. Seriously, damn heat's on. Shout out Nelly. So yeah, he's going to pandemic. Too soon. Too soon. Okay, that's a four. Downgraded to a three because it's too soon. Cleared to play. Pandia. Oh, speaking of, four. speaking of clear to play, I got a question for you uh, on that. Because you talked to Feely yesterday, right? Feely talked to me. Oh, is the way that oh works. God. He called you. When you're out, I handle the doctoring. And then we let the experts come in and, and just, you know, s- sprinkle in and sprinkle me. You went most interesting man in the world, Dos Equis, right there. That yes. was always my favorite. Those commercials were all the different things. Yeah. His business card says... I'll call you. That was that was always my favorite of all the uh, most interesting man in the world. Okay, fun to have Joy Taylor on. Next hour, Elliot Shore Parks, insider with the Eagles, knows him inside and out. We'll get to that. We got time for your calls uh, right now on on your perceptions of Jalen Hurts. 
um, and beyond. Brock Purdy, the uh, the game that the Niners have this weekend for sure. The Road to Glendale is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Also, Willard and Dibs is sponsored by CalHope.org. Your phone call's next on 95.7 The Game.